going to do it whether you want to or not. <laughs> All right. I want to talk a little bit tonight about this is how we fight our battles. Right? I want to read a, a few verses here, <clears throat> and then we'll get into the message. Uh, you look at 1 Timothy 6 and 12. 1 Timothy 6 and 12 says this, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And 2 Timothy 4, 7 says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. That's something we all want to be able to say at the end of the night, right? All right, now, if y'all ain't going to amen me, this is going to take a long time. <laughs> so y'all be vocal tonight, and I'll get done in a hurry. <clears throat> Whether you realize it or not, we are in a battle. And this is, this is kind of dovetailing into the series that Pastor J.B. preached about spiritual warfare. We are in a battle. And if you, if you don't believe it, just turn on any of the news media. Get on, yeah, get on Facebook. Turn on any of the news media. You see, we are in a battle. We're in a struggle. We're in a fight for our life. Christianity is in a struggle. You know, the, the United States has been blessed for years to not see much persecution. But right now, we're seeing more persecution against the church than we have ever seen in the United States, right? Are you, are you hearing that? So we are in a battle, and it's time for the church to stand up and be the church. It, it, we can relate to the writer who wrote the song, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Have you ever heard that? I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I promised him that I would serve him till I die, and I'm on the battlefield. For my Lord. How many of you are on the battlefield tonight? It's, it's our job to be on the, as Christians, to be on the battlefield of the Lord and fight the good fight of faith and finish our course, right? All right, so there's, there's four principles we want to talk about tonight. There's four principles. If you're taking those, there's four. One, two, three, four. Okay? There's four principles that I want to talk about tonight that, that uh, we can remember in order to successfully finish the course and, and win the battle. And finish our battle. We're going to look at those today. But first, let's pray. Can we pray? Let's pray again. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the privilege. Indeed, it is a privilege to come to your house to worship you. Lift the name of Jesus. We just thank you for those that are here. Bless each and every one. Father, we just ask the Holy Spirit come through this place. Touch each and every heart and life and soul. Change lives tonight. Let the preacher come. Let the teacher come. Give us ears to hear, heart to receive, and mind to comprehend what you have for us tonight. Help me to say what you'd have me to say. That and nothing more. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Now, if your neighbor gets sleepy, you have permission to elbow them or slap them or pinch them or whatever you want to do. So, okay, let's stay with me here. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more verses. 2 Corinthians 10.3 says this, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For our struggle... It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our battle is in the spirit. Our battle is in the spirit world, right? 
We're in a spiritual battle, right? Any battle that takes place on earth has first taken place in the heavenlies among the spirit. We're in spiritual warfare like Pastor Priest about, a series about. The first thing we need to remember if we're going to finish our course and finish our race, the first thing is our battle is against the forces of darkness, not humans. You got that? Our battle is against the forces of darkness, not humans. We may, we may want to go punch some people in the face. Do, do you ever get, am I the only one that ever wants to go punch somebody in the face? I, sometimes I want to walk up to people and ask them real politely, say, have you ever been slapped in the spirit? <laughs> Come on. We got to remember, we are in a battle and we are under attack. And, and we should not be surprised at this. If you're on the battle for the Lord, you're going to be under attack. As Christians, we should not be surprised that we're under attack. In fact, we should be more concerned if we were not under attack. You know why? Because Satan only attacks those that are accomplishing something or about to accomplish something for God. Those who sit in the pew and do nothing, he leaves alone. He don't bother the people he already has, and he don't bother the people that aren't doing anything. He only bothers people that are trying to accomplish something or fixing to accomplish That's a good southern word. Fixing to accomplish something for the Lord. Just remember, we don't need to plan or conceive revenge or counterattacks against people. On flesh and blood. But rather, we need to pray in the Spirit and pray against the spirit of darkness that is using the spirit of darkness that's using the humans to accomplish his purpose. Now, the spirits of darkness that use all kinds of humans to accomplish his purpose. Even some people that sit on church pews. The people are not the problem. The people are not the root issue. Satan or the slanderer are the deceiver, the father of lies. He's the problem. He's the problem that's causing people to do these things against us, right? And so our battle is not against human. Our battle is in the spirit world. It's against Satan. We need to pray and battle against the spirit of darkness. We need to battle against the spirit of darkness and pray against the spirit of darkness. And that's the first thing to remember. Our battle is against the forces of darkness, not humans. Now, some Sometimes you, you want to fight against those humans. And you want to go punch them in the throat or the face or slap them in the spirit or something. But, but, but they're not the root cause. Satan is the root cause. So let's, our war is against him. Our battle is against him. Our battle is in the spiritual realm. So we need to pray in the spirit and do that spiritual warfare like Pastor J.B. preached about. Right? If you didn't hear that, get on Podbean and listen to him again. 1 John 4, 3 through 5 said, This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that is coming, and now is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater, everybody say greater. Greater, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That's something you can stand on. If you're a Christian, you, greater is he that is in you than he, he that is in the world. And so you can stand on that by faith when you're in the battle, Right? Ephesians 6.11 says this, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. It goes on to say in 13, Therefore, 
take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take it up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. How many brought your sword with you tonight? Don't leave home without it. You need your sword wherever you go. So the second principle that we need to learn to successfully finish our course and fight the good fight of faith is put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. First, let's talk about this a little bit. It talks about the belt of truth, the girdle of truth. It protects our will. It protects our will. Satan fights against us all the time with lies. Everything he says is a lie. He's the father of lies. His native language is lies. And, and as believers, we have God's truth to combat the lies of the enemy, the, the, the accuser, the slanderer, the father of lies. We have the truth of the word, and that's why you need your sword all the time. The belt of truth protects our will. The breastplate of righteousness protects our heart. Satan attacks our heart, our emotion, our self-worth, and our trust. Satan accuses us of being guilty. Satan accuses us of being guilty and unworthy. And Satan will keep bringing up things from your past that have already been put under the blood. Satan is the accuser, and he'll continue to do that. We, but we can be secure in the knowledge that we're forgiven. We can be secure in the knowledge that we're forgiven, that we're accepted by Christ, and that we're justified before God. And so we don't have to listen to those lies of the accuser, and we can protect our heart. Our feet are covered with the gospel of peace. That keeps us available and ready to spread the good news. Satan wants us to think that telling others the good news is a worthless and hopeless task. Satan wants us to believe that the world is beyond all hope. I've heard Christians say, I believe the world is too far gone. Have you been guilty of saying that? If you look at CNN too long, you'll believe it. If you can't say amen, say, oh me. But we can rest because in the assurance that we have the command of the Lord Jesus Christ to go into all the world and go tell. Everyone has been commissioned to go and tell. Go and tell someone. Go and tell someone about Jesus Christ. We've all been given the great commission. Somebody slap your neighbor. They're going to sleep. Then we got the shield of faith. It protects us from the fiery arrows of the enemy. Satan attacks us with insults, setbacks, and temptations. We need to refuse to believe the lies of the accuser, the slander. We need to cling to our hope, which is Christ Jesus. Amen? Then we put on the helmet of salvation. It protects our mind, and it identifies us as part of the faithful army of God. Have you noticed in the military, everybody wears this cap, and it's got some kind of insignia on it. And so whatever cap this person has on it, it identifies what, branch of the service they're in, what their rank is, what unit they're in. And that's when we put on the helmet of salvation. We're identified as being in the army of God. Come on. 
and, and it protects our mind. And, and it, it, it identifies that Jesus is our salvation. And we can stay firm in the knowledge and security of our salvation in Jesus Christ. Then we have the sword of the Spirit. It protects us from lies. Satan will lie and he'll twist the truth to make us believe a lie. He'll take a little bit of a verse of the Bible and then he'll twist it around and make you believe a lie. Isn't that what he, how he deceived Eve? He said, did not God say, you know? And, and, and he, it, he, he makes it so believable. Anybody know anybody that lies so good that you can just believe them? Well, you know what Satan is at? He make you believe a lie, and he twists things around. But we have the truth of God's word to defend against those lies and those half-truths and all those things that Satan tries to twist us up on. And when we're tempted, when we're tempted to believe those things, we just need to trust in the word of God and, and stand on it. Amen? Don't give up on me yet. Ephesians 6, 13 says, And having done everything to stand, stand firm. And 18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. The third principle to help us go through our, finish our course and finish our race is we need to stand firm and pray. Stand firm and pray. We need to take a stand and stand firm. Take a stand and stand firm. When you stand firm, that means you don't move. You're, if, if, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. You heard that before? You'll fall for anything and everything. We need to stand on God's word and stand on the assurance of your salvation. And stand on the knowledge that God is in control. Plant your feet Firmly down, and when the battle is done and the dust settles, let those feet be standing right where they were firmly planted. Don't move. You're going to stand firm. Remember God. Remember God is still God, and he's still on the throne. And, and we need to pray continuously in the Spirit. You say, well, how can I do that? You can pray. You keep this running conversation going with God all the time. Just keep this running conversation with God going all the time. You pray in the Spirit at all times. Be persistent. In prayer, we used to have a banner up here that said, push, P-U-S-H, pray until something happens. We keep pushing and pushing in prayer, pay, pray until something that, don't give up, keep praying. Pray, pray for the church, pray for believers everywhere, pray for those that are being persecuted overseas, pray for the city, pray for our uh, government officials, uh, pray for our leadership, pray, pray for me, God knows I need it, pray, 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 pray. <laughs> Matthew 16, 15, and worship team, come back on and get up and get ready to sing, please. Matthew 16, 15, he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. The fourth principle that you need to remember is that the gates of hell cannot prevail. The gates of hell cannot prevail. Jesus is the rock of our salvation, and the gates of hell itself cannot cannot prevail. They cannot change the truth. Uh, The battle has already been won at Calvary. The battle was won by Jesus Christ on the cross. And and nothing that anyone, any government, 
any Congress, any president, any power, any principality, any ruler, any person. And nothing that anyone can do can change that truth that Jesus Christ won the battle on the cross. Somebody say amen. We need to rest in the truth that God is in control. And the battle has already been won. The outcome is secure. God will take care of his church. God always takes care of his people. God will take care of his church. It may look like at times that we're totally surrounded by the enemy. It may look like we're on the losing side. It may look sad. It may look bad. But if you just open your eyes, you'll see that we're surrounded by God. And the armies of heaven are patrolling our airspace. And God is still in control. Won't you stand and sing with them as they sing this song?